Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M, And I'm Glenroy. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. You, you always chip out at the end of the bottom. You know what's the bottom? No, I really. Where it go? <laughs> no, I'm. No, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> things change. You know, if things change, it's been a while. Now, from there, sometimes realize, say, now we have to make a look at time for coming as we start the bar so that we can catch up on the tongue together. That's all it is. That's all it is. But you know, I'm very pro bottom over here. <laughs> pro bottom for the bottoms. <laughs> How are you? How's it been? We haven't we haven't seen each other on this platform in a while. Come, we have seen the people in. Hey, been like one with that bag. Online, offline, off other something. Girl, I don't even know what happened since the last time we talked, but um, you know, I'm just like, can't get me, can't help you. Oh, they sponsor my tweets, I'm gonna see it. Right, let me see what you have. Let me see what you have. When will they get drop off here? Look, look, one touch. (laughs) No, that did happen, right? But no, you have a couple of, you have a couple of conferences going on, you have a little project where you leave, but okay, um. Yeah, so but just to try to keep pace. I'm trying to keep pace with um stuff I said in motion last year. Um, you know, just you know, I told myself that I was gonna say yes a lot more. Um, if I have to learn something well, may I do it, may I learn it well, may I do it, but just not letting opportunities pass. Um, it's been paying off. Uh this year started with a bang. Um, I'm planning a conference that's happening in April. I'm leading a set of workshops. Um so the conference, of course, is on environmental science and studies, no question there. I'm leaving a leading a workshop, which is supposed to be starting this week, um, around querying climate justice. So we're going to talk to a bunch of Caribbean nationals and organizations um about climate justice and what can what we can do more if we include LGBTQ people in, in that. And um, if you're following up with the podcast, you know that's been a while um, in terms of doing this kind of work. Um, school's going great. I gear up for data collection now. So the real part of the PhD soon starts. I'm going to just uh, go and live a little life, you know, with the sex and soak. So, you know, I mean, after day or today, because <laughs> any opportunity to talk about sex and kinky stuff and BDSM and toys, my after day and night. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and I guess while going through that conversation, you'll probably learn some more about what I've been up to huh? at front. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, always I try to fix them, girl. <laughs> very that, very that. And if and if you don't know, you can always see past Snapchat. Very that. What's up with you? Oh gosh, so. Mm. Why? So very much similar to you in a sense, like the year kind of was a run on of what was happening last year. So we've been, um, we took a a longer Christmas break before we came back 
Um, and that was to kind of give us time because it was a very taxing year almost. So we'll come back ready to kick things in our full gear. Um, and that did start with a bit, you know, we were, we've been planning to have uh, the official launch for the new building that we're living in. Um, but yes, the organization is living there. That's our, that's our permanent home. Um, and so we've been working on that and that's coming up very shortly. Of course, we've been planning like a lot of things because there's just a lot of things that we kind of want to get to the way. We've already had one outload and you as a former outload ambassador know that already. We have one outload training already. Um, we have the low fest coming up. Um, so preparations for that. But even while all of that was happening, I've started teaching again. So, and finally, finally, it's in-person class. And you know me, prefer in-person because we can't mm -hmm. with the online something they them something they mad me. You know, so for some people it's more convenient. But as somebody, when you teach me, like look in at them face and see if when me I say X, them actually get it and not pretend like to them get it, which is what them do a lot over the Zoom. So what 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 all of that is happening? Um, of course, um, my partner fell ill, so I'm to, you know, take time to kind of take care of them. And then while after him start get better than me, we'd get sick and some of with all of that. Um, and so it's been a lot of craziness managing all the things that are happening at once. And then also I was shortlisted for the Prime Minister's Youth Award for Excellence. So that was like, I think about last week. Yeah. So we did get an award show last week in the category of national leadership. So mostly at night. That was cute, you know, and that was larger for my work in LGBT advocacy and all of that good stuff. So good things have been happening. A lot of work has been happening, but you know, the year why the year start off just a little bit rough, but we are pushed through and and and, and today we got Sigma and you know we'll come out and so. The food come a little bit later. I mean, it upset you know, I really the food I got Sigma for, but it did end up come. Um, and it was a nice vibe, and it was great to kind of see community members out, not just people who came with us, but people who uh, came with them other organizations just stopped by our booth and, you know, heal us and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a nice way to kind of remind me that, um, you know, we're out and about. Also, before we jump into the episode, a quick sidebar. So the other day, which was really like two days ago, so went to Starbucks, me and one of the kids. This is, I said, oh, no, I'm going to just buy some Starbucks. So we got there and two idiots in a Starbucks. I pretend like I'm the first time ever see queer people in them life, right? And they were being overtly reactionary. Like, because we were next in line and my make a point of like being up, staying far from us. We're ignoring the hell out of them. Can we say, niggas, please? Because it's always the one that we look like footback. Always have to make a point of acting like saying, we want them and we'll pay them the man. But yeah. while all of that was happening, literally the, the group of women who were before them in the line literally took them to task. And I say, oh, no, I don't make no sense. Them not see you, no. Them not pay them the man. I not do the most. And it was just so nice to see that you know we've gotten to this point at least in certain spaces where as queer people or, or people are visibly queer we don't necessarily have to be the ones to speak up for ourselves all the time when instances like these happen so that was a nice little reminder you know every now and then things kind of remind me just be like oh, no, the need to move a little, little bit so that was just a nice little thing 
where, that I noticed that happened the other day, notwithstanding the annoying circumstances. Well, that nice still at least you know, can see some of, some of yourself in other in other kind of scenario there, if you know, say you know, to work a guan to build awareness and so. Yeah, like I think like. I don't remember if you know you weren't on the episode when um Diana from Capri was here, but she was talking about that there's almost this how public change that you feel, even if it's not exactly capturing the data. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the examples of it. Like you feel like people's approach to seeing certain things is different. Because back in the day, of course, that kind of reaction either would have been gotten wide support from 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 onlookers or even if anybody see it nobody would have spoken up to kind yeah. of see that in that small instance that that was even possible in a space that's not necessarily one of the ones that we flag as overtly queer friendly it's kind of telling that okay you know we are, we are take a time i get somewhere sensible that's where they get nominated for the award, girl, because you know where it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but <fuck> you. <laughs> <They flag. laughs> love. Anyway, big people, a long time. When I come, so we have to come back with something nice and fuzzy and something interesting. Forget, you know, forget we look so articulated and excited. So I have one of my favorite recurring guests here on the pod- podcast with us. We have Shade from Fetish Secrets here with us. Hey, Shade. Hey, my loves. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Thanks for having me. Happy Sunday, Zwalling. <laughs> so, we have another one of those episodes where we talk about the sexier things to life. And for this week's episode, we're talking about the sex toys. We're talking about um, how to use them properly, right? How to store them, because apparently you have to pay attention to all your store them and then something how to care them. But also, what are the fun things that we should be a, we should be a paying should be paying attention to? So I mean, also, everybody still like me. Like when me got a store, me go up to Shadi and say, Shade, how did it go now? Oh gosh, this can you some? Me wife them quick thing, I'm in a shame, right? But when everybody still though, right? Because some people shy. Right. right. So we have Shade here for kind of walk us through and talk us through like. What are the what are the products that are up and coming that we can look at, but also even her personal favorites and the kind of products that um she noticed that you know people like and she would encourage that people try out every now and then. So hey boo. Hey honey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um so to all of that. How has been I feel I wrote these last days in a car. <laughs> Yeah, have you read a show on all of them something? Have you after that program all of them something? How is yes. everything going? Um, it's been going pretty good. We have a lot of work um put in place for this year, which I really love. You know, now we are preparing for Valentine, which is the peak season for us, peak season for you know, love and romance and intimacy. So that's happening next week coming. And you know, it is wellness month where you discuss everything safe sex. I've been doing some work with um UTEC. I did that last week, you know, just discussing with um with students about safe sex, you know, having fun but being safe at the same time and stuff like that. So, you know, we're looking to do a sex school in the summer where I can bring in all these um doctors and you know everybody in the niche that needs to be sexually educated and get in depth of the trauma of sex and everything sexual, you know, the sex positivity and 
you know, sexual behavior, sexual experiences and stuff like that. Because, you know, I like to really sexually educate people. It's not just selling a sex toy. They just come and boom, you do this, you have an orgasm and that's it. But there's there's more to it. So a lot of work coming up. And I have some work with you guys as well, which I'm looking forward to, of course. Especially Love Fest. I'm looking forward to Love Fest. Um, so a lot of things happening. A lot of things happening. Nice, nice. And that's what I love about you as an entrepreneur um, within this industry, because I feel like there's a science and an art behind it, and you take it so seriously. I think from the very first conversation we did on this podcast, it was very clear to us that you're you're invested in the science and the art behind um, sexual yes. health, sexual, sexual positivity and sexual experience. And I feel like it shines through in how, especially in the last year or so, you, your work has been permeating. I'm a very apophile, I'm like, see, you. you know, the different spaces and all that. So, yeah, you. Yes. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, once it comes down to sex toys, um, I always tell people it's not like a supermarket. It's like in a supermarket, people will say you want flour, sugar, chicken, and rice or something like that. Once you comes in, it's like a lot of times you don't know what kind of stimulation you're looking for. Even if you know the type of stimulation you're looking for, you don't know the, the right toy to give you such stimulation, which is important. So once you come inside fetish, you know, we sexually educate you. The form of stimulation that you're looking for is it vaginally anal, you know, nipple stimulation or different types of stimulation. You know, the mood that you're going for, what kind of intimacy. You know, I like to also tell people about the foreplay and the afterplay of sex. You know, come bam, 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 you have an orgasm and boom, you go sleep and lay down. You know, have no farmer talks about it. People don't sexually communicate and all of them kind of stuff. So when it comes on to your toy, as we're going to get into it about the care of your toys and the storage of your toys and all of that. So once you figure out the toy that you are going to get to satisfy the stimulation that you want, then we talk about, okay, this is how you store your toy or this is how you properly take care of your toy. Which is all, no matter which toy you take, you have to clean it before and after use. Have to. No matter which toy you get, you have to do that. When it comes on to your, you have silicone toys, you have jelly toys, rubber toys, PVC toys, you have ceramic toys, you have glass toys, and you have all of that. You have the battery operated, and now it's so um, evolving, just like the world and everything that's happening. So most toys now are being evolved to rechargeable. Everything is now going to um, technology. You have the toys that with can be Wi-Fi. used with the Bluetooth. Exactly. You download the app, and we're, yeah, they're China. You know, we can have some fun as partners. So they're now being innovative um, in the industry, which I love. You know, it's being inclusive, and I love that. So oh. if you have your silicone... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like, That's fine. It's just, it's just wild to think about now how sex has um, defied geological, geographical borders. Like, yes. in Africa, in a yes. place no more... Oh we don't have to. We don't have to. Definitely. I admire that so much. You know, you're not fair to the whole phone sex just over the phone on the telephone. Like, now we can be using our toys together and both partners are involved. Because I love inclusiveness when it comes down to both parties. You know, it's, it's very important in the relationship. It's very important with the connection and the compatibility of each other in the relationship. So I, I really, I really love that. You know... But Shadi, oh, upper, um, yeah. So like say, my friend, I look at memory leak, my friend a while ago. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm a star. Like, 
When, when something like, happened. Do you remember something? Right. No, man. It's not. It's not. It's not a memory. Um, it, it's more in line with the the, the research work I'm doing. Um, because yeah. you know I'm studying like cross border impacts of environmental decisions and stuff. Oh, nice. It's like wild to think about how sex, which is usually something that you have to like literally be in each other's face to do. In the past, you can like be at any corner of the world and still engaging it. It was just so fascinating to think about. Definitely, definitely. And now they're now um, creating the new technology of the um, simulation. You can just put on your glasses and it's almost like you're in your bedroom, you're in your office, you're in your bathroom or wherever you are. And you're literally having sex and you're feeling everything that's happening once you put that on. You choose your partner, you choose your scene, you know, you choose your positions and you are just there jerking off, having a good time in the moment. It's almost like you're feeling everything in your body. So they, they keep being innovative in this industry, not straight off topic. Like you have persons now that are even marrying sex dolls. You know, it is now becoming a thing. Like um, you have this boxer um, in the Italian side, European side, where he married a sex doll. And when his sex doll began, um, became worn and torn, he divorced her. Like, there was an actual ceremony that happened. And he divorced her, and then he married another sex doll. And now the sex doll has baby, and it go in and carry them, go shopping and do all these things. You know, she wear the most expensive things you can think of as a sex doll there is. And they're happily living together. Why they do it, how they do it, that's a whole different level. But it just goes to show where... The industry is now moving to and how innovative, you know, they are getting with these sex toys and sex dolls and all these things. So back to our care of the sex toys. So, you know, if you have your silicone toys, of course, I recommend using a toy cleaner. Um, we do have the natural toy cleaner, the organic toy, toy cleaner that have aloe vera um, extract. And yes, which is very important, tea tree as well. We like to go to the holistic way of things. I mean, that's where life is going right now. Why not move along with life? So of course, you have your silicone toys. And I do recommend using water-based lube with the silicone toys. If you use your silicone-based lube, it will definitely degrade the material of your silicone toys. So that's very important. You have a silicone toy which once you come in fetish, we're going to advise you, okay, you're going to purchase a silicone toy. I do recommend water-based lubricant, which is very effective and it's much more easier to use. I don't recommend the silicone-based lubricants because, of course, your toy will deteriorate. And you need a toy. It's an investment tool when you purchase rechargeable toys and certain toys. So you want to make sure you take care of your toys. Then you have like the glass and the metal and the ceramic toys. You know, they can also be cleaned with soap water, but you also want to start um, sterilize them in boiling water just for a few minutes because they're not glass and you still have to be mindful if you have your glass and your ceramic and your metal ones especially with the glass those can be, be broken they can probably not take proper care of them it's cheap you start using it then you start blister up yourself especially for like the the anal ones of course you know and the g-pot simulators once you start insert and friction you don't want that because these toys can still give you infections and STIs and stuff like that. Because sometimes a lot of persons think, oh, because you're using sex toys, they don't need condoms. They don't need to use condoms. They don't need to use lubes. So they don't. Not realizing that, okay, these toys can still give you infections if you do not clean them properly before and after use. And of course, I always recommend to persons, listen, 
once you get that euphoric orgasm, you touch yourself, you come, you do all what you do and all these things. You're just throwing on the toy like, okay, then I'm done with you. Like, I've used you. I feel good. You don't need to look for you no more. Or to put it up and then boom, you feel like you want to have a moment that you want to masturbate or you and your partner want to do something funny, just take it up and start, use it again. And never clean the toy before you use it again. So all of those things can cause infections and STIs, which we have to be very mindful about. So if you do not invest in a toy cleaner, which sometimes a lot of persons are really not budget for a toy cleaner, especially the whole, you know, the economy is going right now. Of course, you can use your own remedy, which I do recommend. Only this is use your antibacterial soap and, of course, something unscented. You know, say, you know, uh, too much scented. You know, people like use them, bath and body works, this and them dope and them this and that and all uh, the niceness and them have to make the toy clean. I get all of that, but we still have to be mindful that we're inserting it. You know, whether it's anal or vaginal or even orally, we can still get infections and a lot of STIs from these things. When it comes down to the gel on the rubber and the PVC, which personally, I do not like to carry PVC toys. I prefer toys that are phallic-free and PVC toys do carry a lot of phallics in it. I don't like that. I prefer body-safe toys like grade A silicone toys, which is much more healthy for us, no matter what we do. But... Of course, if you want to get them, because that's your preference, different strokes for different folks, you use what you want, what satisfies you sexually, I'm okay with that. Very non-judgmental. So if you feel like you want a jelly toy, a jelly dinner, or something like with it, or it's feel, or it's smooth, or it's DNA, or whatever, fine. Kudos to you. But use a toy cleaner, the same method, you know, before and after use, of course. But if you're going to use something general rubber or PVC, I do recommend the oil lubricants. Automatically from somebody have the rubber or the gel up, then feel like, oh, yeah, we need oil. No, you have to know the type of lubricant for the type of toys. And if you're going to use oil, definitely not for the PVC. Yes, you can probably use the oil on the, the glass, the metal, the ceramic, or you can use it on the silicone. But not the genuine ones or the PVC ones. That never work. It ever deteriorate your toy in no time. That's the problem. Sometimes a lot of people feel like, all right, I'm going to do anything because one and all of that. Yeah, that's good. I say it for me because I'm going to get the money. But at the same time, I want you to be safe while having fun. I know how to protect yourself and protect your toy and all these things. And then we have the battery operated ones. We hear people, I wash them toys with a battery in there. Like, come on, you know, wipe off a remote or wash a remote or your phone or something with a battery in there or with it still plugged in the socket. It's the same thing for your toy. Remove your batteries and then clean your toy with the toy cleaner or your antibacterial soap or stuff like that. You know, take note if you just flip out the back or wherever the batteries are and take out the batteries and then just clean your toy, whether you're going to wipe it off or anything like that. So, you know, regardless of the material of your toy, you know, my main point is clean it before and after use. Toy cleaner is one. Lubricant is one. Know the type of lubricant, know the type of material that you're going to get. Definitely, you, you can't go wrong with that. And if your toy shows signs like, you know, it's deteriorating or, you know, it's damaged, of course, replace it just for hygiene purposes. And another thing as well, which is very important, is not just the cleaning of it, but it's the storage. For my Jamaicans, of course, our climate is so hot. When it comes down to the UR3, the ultra-realistic or the Cyberkins ones, it's going to deteriorate faster and everything is going to melt. It is going to melt. So storage is very important. You want to put it in a cool place. You know, We do have UV containers for sex toys that sterilize them at the same time. 
and have proper storage for them or you have certain bags that we have for certain toys certain packages we do sell those but again if you're not budgeted for those you can probably put it in a socks it depends on the type of material the rubber ones them the your three or the cyber skins they cannot go in our socks put it in your drawer somewhere that is cool don't put it at the bottom of the barrel don't feel like okay i'm gonna put it all the way up on the top of the closet or you just have a throw it down here and there no and don't put it in the freezer <laughs> Don't put it in a freezer. Like, no. The only way I recommend the freezer is if you're using a glass toy, you put it in the microwave or some boiling water to get that heating effect. So it's stimulated like that. Or you, when you put it in the freezer, you take it out so you get that cooling sensation for whenever you're going to play. Fine. But outside of that, for you to store it. I, I, yes, let me think about the people. Because you have, you have temperature. I think about the people that we actually share share one house or one roommate. I want the one at the session. Like all of them, all of them all of them, all of them um recommendations and the suited for people. Eh? <laughs> all right, good. You have kids. One, you have kids. And you know, when you have kids, kids search up your room wherever, no matter how much rules they have in your house. Your kids can go in your top drawer, your chest drawer. Just saying, them going in your closet or whatever. You have the fridge. Your kids them frequently in the fridge. You have your bathroom. Where's if you not go share the bathroom with your kids? Just saying, because you're putting my bare minimum. If you're sharing the bathroom with your kids, your toy, your toys can just throw down in there just like that. You understand? But if there's a drawer, then bare minimum. You don't have a drawer or chest drawer. Have luck on it. Put it in a satin bag. And then put it in maybe an underwear drawer or some form of drawer where, you know, no, it can be as discreet as possible and very private and very discreet. So don't put it in another freezer and feel like, oh, I want me to put it in another freezer and you leave it in there. Like, no. And then the good thing that I like when it comes down to certain, whether it's anal, vaginal or whatever, you have very discreet toys. If you know your space and know your environment, you have to get things according to your environment. You have a lot of discreet toys. You have the lipstick ones, and you have um, clothes that look like mascara, legit mascara. You have toys that look like the Snickers. So the chocolate is just sitting there, and you would not believe, oh, but this is a chocolate. You now have toys from the brand that's called Emoji Bater. They create, like, banana toys. Banana toys, it looks exactly like a banana. It can be sitting in a fruit tree, and nobody knows. You know, and that toy look like a banana it is used for anal stimulation and vaginal stimulation they now have the cherries the cherries you can just pop the cherries are used for nipple stimulation and clitoral stimulation you have the strawberries and then you have the eggplant you can put the eggplant in the fridge like it's a fruit but it's actually oh. a toy so yeah but yes you know no wait we're landing that's a bit of shade okay. No, two don't have to go back to the warm up something because it's any day name day I come home with my KFC ready for after <laughs> and it's the glass tie that I see. And that be thing about because that's like can you imagine you go for boil the pot of soup and then... <laughs> <laughs> but then also because so I'm here, so I love the idea of like special for people with children, which a lot of times we don't consider, but a lot of queer women and bisexual women do have children. Um, yes. I love the idea that, you know, there are toys that net, that do come in discreet ways that to the untrained eye and I go immediately think, whoa, this is what this is. But mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. 
Next thing, them find the stickers and start that that planning. So that's a me. That's a me also there. Yeah. Like them food, them food looking ties are careful too. Cause very much, very much, very much. But the thing is, it looked it looked like food, but we're not gonna put it actually in the in the food basket. Okay. We're not gonna put it in the food basket. We're just saying it's easy to explain to our kids because I have kids. You know, so I have to get the, the, the toys that are very discreet. You know, it is never about bondage because my lifestyle is about BDSM, which is bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. So that's my lifestyle. And I do hard limits in bondage. So I have to know, like, okay, if I'm going to do a pole, we got to take down the pole, we got to break it down. So I have to know that occasionally you have to get the adjustable pole. Once you pull it down, you can adjust it to smaller size. You can just put it in your drawer. When you're ready to have fun in the night, you put it up. If we're going to do the swing, okay, this is how we have to install. We've got the ceiling, we're going to do this. But we just have the hook. Once we finish, you take it down. So it's like you always have to be thinking about different ways once you have kids and your environment. All right, then I want a wand, but I don't want a wand that's going to look like a wand. Pro-line massager. So I get something that's going to look like, okay, this is for an athlete or this is for a sport. So I, I can easily explain to my kids you know, my, my back hurts sometimes. This is what I use it for and stuff like that. So you just have to find different means and ways in doing things and explaining things to your kids, you know, but you're not going to put it out there for them to, you know, easily find it where you have to go explain, over-explain things to them because, you know, kids nowadays, they well, know everything else. The, the portal is open for them. Yeah, like, what is a banana doing in your drama? And if it's in your jaw, oh, it doesn't oh, look like it's a, like it's a rotten or something. It's like you have to always be explaining these things. But not to get off topic, it's just that we have discrete options, mm. you know, and we have to make use of that as parents and for those who have kids in the environment. Okay. Now, I actually love that we went there because I didn't even think about what, you just know, the same. having a sex toy is like for people who want share space but also share space with, with, with children. Um mm -hmm. I had this idea for like go to like the different like go down along the body and you talk about like um the toys either one that you personally you know either see a lot of people going for or you personally recommend for the body parts. So if we, we're supposed to go down, like so we're gonna start at the, the face. So we're gonna start from our head and we're gonna go down and go down and go down. Okay, perfect. Yes, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I should definitely name, I'm coming out in my own line, and I should name a bondage line, something like that. All right, I don't think you need any credit. <laughs> <laughs> Take it all right. I like that one. All right, so when it comes on to partners, I mentioned inclusiveness. I love that. Anything you're going to do, try to do it with your partner. I, I don't like the gagging flick in, 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 in relationships. They just be like, oh, you know, I'm going to on sex show. You're messing me, you come home with it, and you know. Never sex to communicate. Communication is very important, no matter what it is. And um, I remember I said something last week to the students where I said, listen, we all prioritize our finances. We prioritize everything for school and we need this stationery, this, that, 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 whatever. I also want us to prioritize our pleasure, prioritize our orgasms, just the same. It's very important as much as anything else. So if you come to the sex toy shop, and, you know, whether it's your alone or it's you and your partner, it depends. Most of the stuff, um, Glenn, it's the type of stimulation that you're looking for, like vaginally, anally, then you go directly to those toys. 
But for us to start here, then we have to mix it with the bonding. So you have the blindfold and then you have the ball gag. Those, of course, are like soft limits. So if a couple decides that they want to get involved in BDSM, I say, listen, BDSM is a lifestyle. Once you open that portal and you go in and say, this is what I'm going to do, you then have to choose your heart. You want to do soft limits? You want to do hard limits? What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve out of BDSM? So once you go blindfold, you have your ball gag, you have different types of ball gag. You have spreader ball gag, you have the sweet ball gag, you have breathable ball gag, and you have non-breathable ball gag. So there are all different types of ball gag. And then once you go blindfold, you have the satin blindfold mask, then you have the leather mask, which is more like the hard limits, and then you take it there. Of course, there's a lot of um, a lot of persons don't know about the erogenous zone. Different persons have erogenous spots and erogenous zones. But when you get to your ears, there's a lot of stimulation. We do have um, stimulators for the ears as well. There is now a thing called the E-stimulation. That is now a thing, Glenn. And M is getting there. E-stimulation is the electroshock stimulation. Electroshock is like, you know, as we Jamaican culture, or everybody, you're and you're plugging something and it shock you. That's exactly what it is. So... <laughs> That is now a thing for the ears. So we have electroshock stimulation for the ears. And then we go down. Once you get to the neck, of course, before we get to the neck, then you have the mask. You have the lace mask. Yes, you just put it all over your head. So it's more like a hood. So you have the satin, you have the lace, you have the leather, you know. And it's more like a restraint type of thing. You're all gagged, you're blindfolded. It's almost like you're suffocating, you're not suffocating. But then you have function, which has to do with your breathing. It's a form, and then you have impact plates. So that's where everything comes in. So it's almost like a de um, sensory deprivation. You know, you're all restrained and blinded. You know what's coming next, what's going to happen, and all of that. Then we go to the collar and leash, which is very famous. A lot of persons like that. Then you now have to identify, are you a dumb or a sub? You're a vert, or what do you do? So that's where the collar and leash comes in. And then you have all different types of collar and leash. Um, after we do that, then you have the restraints right here. What do you call this? You have the elbow restraints. Elbow restraints is a thing, you know, so you are strictly restrained. Your hands can't move. You can't do nothing. As a sub, you just have to obey and do as your dumb stay. Also, you have nipple stimulators. You have vibrating, non-vibrating. You have silicone. You have metallic. You have the adjustable ones. You just, you just have to know what works for you and your partner with the nipple stimulation. Along with the nipple stimulation, coming from bondage, you can go to clitoral stimulator. Your clitoral stimulator stimulates a clitoris. It can also stimulate your nipples. You have the body one as well. You know, you use it to massage your body. You can also use it for your nipples. We do have nipple arousal gels, you know, because once you get arousal by your nipples, the nipples are swollen and stuff like that. You can use that. So there are things that you can incorporate to use with the nipple stimulators. Along with the nipple stimulators, you have um, clit stimulators. Those are like the items that you clip on. They're almost like clothespins. So you clip it onto the nipples and you clip it onto the clitoris at the same time. And then here we go with the thigh restraints. The thigh restraints is your wrist is being restrained. We know about the handcuffs, the ropes, the hub tie, all of these things. So all of that is restrained. You have the butt lifter restraint, which is really awesome for anal play. What I do love 
So once you restrain the butt, you have butt spreaders, you have um butt inflations, which I really do love. You know, once you insert in the butt and then it just blow up like a balloon and just pop inside the ass and then you can set anything up there. That is what I love. That is not a thing, which is, you know, it is becoming a thing, to, to be honest. So everybody is getting that, the butt inflation. So once you insert it, it's almost like a balloon. So once you insert it, it inflates. So once it goes inside, it just pop open and then you can do like impact play. Huh? That's safe though, because I know the ones, I know of the ones that you can actually pump up inside the butt. But yes. That, that popping one is safe, like in a car. Could... It's very safe. It is very safe. It's almost like one, you can use a butt spreader. I don't know if you know about the butt spreader, which mm -hmm. I love. So once I use the butt spreader, and then I can't hear you, Glenn. Sorry. So butt spreaders are the one where you put in and they slowly spread out. Yeah. It's like the speculum. Yes. It's like speculum. Right? It's like a speculum. Yeah. So now they have the vibrating ones. I know they have the shock ones. So while you are being spread, then you're being shocked at the same time. So the shock really helps to relax the muscles around the butt. Because you know the muscles outside and the muscles inside have to be relaxed. So you can have a smooth time, inner play. The next time you go to accept special day, I come. I don't business with me. I don't business with me. I, I am coming just for the look and understand. Because I want, because I know. So why well, don't you use me for research and development? I'm very able now. <laughs> I want to see because I want to get a room when somebody drop on you product and say, you know, this is what we're going to do today. And we're going to spread the butt and we're going to put a balloon up in there. It's an interesting concept, especially uh, so I'm going to tell you a bridge version of a story. Yeah. Um, you know, in Jamaica, there's we have a thing where we kind of there's this over there's this preponderance on tightness, and we talked about this a couple of episodes back. Yes. Yeah. Where we said as a society, you know, everything after tight, what would have tight or tight or tight this tight that. Um, how do you kind of talk through um different people who might be interested um in these kinds of toys? that de-emphasize tightness in a culture where everybody worried like because the first thing might come on somebody mind like when they hear like a butt spreader or like a, a, a the balloon may blow up and shock you you know in whichever um way like people who say they're mega tight after that how do you kind of walk people through these things especially given all of the cultural factors and nuances around how we perceive um what what is a good old so to speak well the first thing is it's mental. Everybody thinks like um once you do anal, they just stretch out and you never go back. That are people first thing. And that's all in the mental and that's all just a myth because you know how Jamaica culture is, it's very societal. They grew up on that myth and they live by that myth, but it's all in the mental, it's nothing like that. Because you go back eventually. It's just like vaginally. Once you have a tampon baby. Of course, you have to go back because, you know, the elastic part of it. And then sometimes you have persons that, what a lot of persons don't know, you have females, some females that naturally born tight, just the same. And that's where I come in with the gynecologist and say, hey, you have dilators to assist you with that tightness because you need your area to can open and you use the lube and you go in, but, you know, you go back. 
So there's no, to me, um, Glenn, I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody come and talk about goodwill and goodwill this and goodwill that and all these things. And, you know, whether the ass good or the pussy good or something good or whatever it is. But it just depends on you as a person and um, how you take care of yourself as a person. Because when it comes down to the ask to me, you know, somebody feel like, oh, but my ass, I got bust up my ass, I got this, or whatever, it's going to come back. Like, me do anal play almost all day, every day. I'm going to wear my anal throw them on me, whether you vibrate or non vibrate or whatever. Like, your ass does go back. You just have to train your ass, just like your, 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 your vagina. You just have to train your ass. That's what I think personally. So, when uh, Glenn, to be honest, when them said a good one is and the old tight and it's all of that, up to now, after 14 years of having this business and work with doctor, I don't understand what good one and tight one means. Somebody ever got explained to me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know what a good one and tight one means. Like, what, what it mean, Glenn? I'm just asking. I don't know. I mean, so it's so funny because we had this entire conversation a few episodes back away. I say, because for me, I'm going to be very honest. For me, and why I'm not like talking this for the podcast because I know certain people this is come to me about. But for me personally, um, much as I appreciate, much as I, I I understand for a lot of people, you know, gripping um adds you know something to the experience when it when, when you're topping. For me personally, me can't but I would fight in to top when you're top, yeah, fight to go inside of somebody. Like to me, it, it takes something out of the experience. Um yeah. and sometimes by the time you don't fight, you can't bother. Yep. I personally like somebody with a little bit of room, right? Yeah. We kind of Move around and shift around, you know, um, because you're comfortable and you have a good time. But uh, but for a lot of people, it's like if it not squeeze you and a bruise you, um, then it's not good. And that is not my experience because I specifically remember having some having sex with somebody years ago that they it's not that them big or anything, but they were wearing a, a particular size butt plug and it gave to a little and the experience was amazing. And it can, and from that it kind of did shift my mindset on okay, what does what does a whole quote unquote need to feel like in order to feel good and for me to have a good time? Mm-hmm. And especially because I'm not on my own horn, I'm a little bit on the thicker side. So it it, it just it makes it easier for me. When you have to fight through the gates of hell, or the gates of hell, it's all sort of worries. But like when, you know, as we said, there is room. But that's my personal thing. And I did have this, and I brought, and I bring this up because I remember speaking to somebody else who does 15 years ago as well. And he was said, he was telling me that for him, the whole afternoon. And me, then the time the minute I didn't have my my, my come to Jesus moment. And me, you know, my Jamaican self, I mean, it's a nice piece of man too, you know, my, my tired. So I did already risk it, risk it for the biscuit for the piece of man, you know. Only for the man say, oh, all of lose. And the first one came and said, oh, at the same time. Come and say, sir, excuse you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then send me back on my, package me, send me back on my country. And then, you know, Elan Powder also and everybody else. But it was such an interesting conversation and it really made me realize that when we talk about tightness, looseness and whatever, it's really cultural. It's not necessarily 
to do with the actual experience of sex. Um, granted, everybody thinks different, but but I did want to know like what it's like when you have to have the like when you have those kinds of conversations. Because I imagine people like people might come and say a big deal about the intrigue, but then they're afraid. You know that kind of thing. exactly. They are so you know. I have to constantly be telling them, listen, it's all in your head, really and truly. It's all in your head. You know, you just have to experience it. You know, like better experience it and, and and tell me like should I. This is not for me. And I'm like, fine. But I believe in experiencing things. It's like you, you experience people. We live to experience people. So why not just experience it? And it, again, um, that's the importance of lubricant. Lubricant is so important. Getting to know your body is a next thing. You have to understand your body. You know, um, training your body too is another thing. It's almost like if um, when you masturbate, and a lot, of, a lot of women will, will masturbate just so they can squirt. It's the same thing. You're training your body. You're learning your body. You're understanding your body so you can teach others about your body. So I, I don't, personally, I don't believe in that. This so, whole good uh, and side. So, yes, M. Um, you, you, touched, you touched on a, um, a, a topic just now that I feel like we probably can talk about some more, which is um, yeah. training. Because um, me, I'm... Um, probably on the other side of being a novice to BDSM and all of them some here because yes. I, mean, I trained myself for the last two plus years. Um, so like, um, how do you how do you um I guess if you're trying to if you're trying to convince somebody that you know this thing is very important um i.e. training is very important to how you experience sex with yourself and with other people and just in general how you kind of um build that relationship with you and sex because i feel like that's where a lot of the problem is with people like them have a very yeah. tough relationship with sex and them don't know they don't really know if to navigate it but sure. you how do you explain the importance of toys um to this whole process of training and getting to know who you are as a person right um good point and i like that because when it comes on to your partner is very important. Your sexual partner is very important. And this is where sex positivity comes along, which is greatly important that a lot of persons don't know. A lot of persons don't know much about their body. A lot of persons don't know how to go about their body. That's why I do a lot of masturbation classes. So you can get to know your body, know to navigate your body. You have to get comfortable enough with yourself before you know how to sexually communicate with your sexual partner or partners, which is very important. You have to know what your body like, what your body don't like, so you know how to navigate it with whosoever is in your space, which is very important. You see that energy, that sexual energy that is in your space, it has a lot to do with, our, with, with, with your sexual experience and how you move forward. You see that sexual compatibility, what happens in us? Sometimes, a lot of times, we're not sexually compatible with who we're having sex with with our sexual partners, and that's where it go wrong. We don't know how to sexually communicate with them. We don't know how to sexually open with them and ask for what we want and say what we don't like. So it starts there. That's the groundwork and the basic work of everything. Once it starts there, if a couple decides or a person decides to say, okay, I'm not going to go into bondage. Previously, I said bondage is a lifestyle. You have two types of bondage. You have the soft limit and then you have the hard limit. There's no way somebody's going to 
come to me and they want to engage in bonding. And I said, okay, you know what? Sit the rope tie up, do this, do that. Sit the shock here, take the shock. Sit the one here because you have the electric one. Or sit the inner here, hey, ram up this because you have ram. You know, ram up this or take the plug or do this or, or take the metal one. This heavy type of feel good. I can't do that. I have to take you in stages. So this is where the soft limit comes by, where you have as small as a feather tickler or you know, as small as just a satin sash. It does it's not a blindfold for you to feel like, oh my god, they're gonna blindfold me, mega did all sorts of things they're gonna do, but now I've trust issue, I can't respect you. And then here comes the boundaries. A lot of persons don't know how to respect boundaries and give boundaries. And you have to establish that in your sexual communication. The boundaries are very important. So the training starts there. You do the basics, as we mentioned a while ago, and then I introduce you to the basics of the toy. Because when it comes down to the sex industry and the toy industry, you know, we start somewhere. You know, just come out with you this point and say, Bloom, try this, look how you're going to feel good. It starts somewhere. And the somewhere that it starts, which we mentioned earlier, is a mental capacity of where it starts. But everybody coming like, oh, I'm too tight or I'm too big. So that is the main thing. Somebody too tight, they feel like, oh, I only want a four inch, but can't take an eight inch. No. You have to dilate, and then you have your kegels to help you with all of these things. And then you take it from there. And then I guide you from there. You know, somebody will come in like, oh, them too big and them, them start having self-esteem issues because of pregnancy and all of that. So you see where the sex carry out to the trauma of everything. So you feel like you're too big after childbirth, your husband, no one, there with you, you desire that. No, I have kegels for you. I'm going to teach you now about these key exercises and how to tighten your pelvic muscles so you can have a more sex-positive behavior towards yourself and your partner, you know, your whole sexual experience. So that's where it starts. It comes out to the inner, oh, but my partner come, I feel like I'm too tight, so I'm going to bust up it, I'm tear it, I'm going Okay, my love, I have clubs and these that are as small as my little finger. These are the looms that I recommend for you, whether it's the gunner, something oil, something silicone that can help you to ease in properly. You know, get your ass around, which I always like to talk about this when training is concerned. Listen, if you want to have anal sex as a female sometimes or as a male sometimes and you don't know how to go about it, there are things that you can do in taking steps towards it. Get the ass around, massage your ass, you know what I mean? Try to lick the ass, eat the ass, get the ass prepared, do all of that massage. So you have to get the muscles relaxed on the outside as much as you want on the inside. Whatever you have to do for the foreplay to get into that mood. You know what I mean? You a, come on, example as a grape. You pull the grape in, you suck it out, you try to suck out the grape as best as possible. You can go into no temperature play. You have the ice cubes, you have, you know, you can ice cube this for the cool sensation and then you have like Wax play that can help you relax the muscles. You can start with a finger, you start with a plug. And I also recommend, like, you wear your plugs daily, just train your ass and get your mental capacity and your mental mindset there. Stop telling yourself, oh, you know, you can't do this, never bust it, never this, never that. Okay, then just train yourself. So I, I guide them in the process. When I go to command you one big something, so I feel like, yeah, when I use the knife in because you just have a go bum, 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 comb your boot and your feet. No. Take your time. It's a process. You it's so, yeah, so, so, you know, you, I might ministry that because, so for me, so like I said, someone that may go into like what I find curious. For me, I always feel like we don't talk about sex enough and we don't train, so to speak, us 
ourselves in our own sex. Um, because I remember one time, Sue, when they did like the women's um, podcast, she did come on and she was like, you know, they really go by, walk by faith and not by sight um, on the podcast for a lot of like sexual health issues facing women because nobody's having those conversations. But even though they talk to us about quote unquote sexual health, um, when it comes down to um, queer men and, 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 and to the extent that them tack on gender non-conforming people, they do that with male body gender non-conforming people as well. When it gets to like the actual sexuality of it, there's not a lot of conversation. And I feel like a lot of times, nobody now teach the top them. Oh, for have sex with people, pick, boy, pitney or girl child bottom and it is a problem in the streets. And I because so that when you talk about this notion of like getting it ready is really it. I just slap the loop on it and just run it in. Right? There's a there's a thing of preparing your body to receive something, and um, there's a whole there's a there's a whole thing. I mean, different for everybody, but there's a way to loosen up a body that we don't pay attention to, and I really wish more. There was more space and opportunity to get people to understand, say, you, you're not for real, just all oh, yeah, have man just a come and a tickle whatever else, a wicked thing. Because even if it's small, because we have this idea that, oh, it's small and it can't do much damage. Even if it's small, if it's not, all of them process then start, it can do whole heap of damage here and leave in a house after pain and mm-hmm. ask for something. And I really wish we had more of these conversations about how do we prepare our bodies to receive. Um, in our pleasure or even vaginal pleasure because I imagine for 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 women as well if the the, the person who is penetrating you really pay attention to getting you ready then it, it would be very uncomfortable like just receptive sex preparing people for receptive sex and preparing people as a penetrative partner to pay attention to the body of the receptive partner is such a thing that I don't feel like we spend that people not spend enough time helping people to figure out. It's almost like it's a badge of honor to say, yeah, I know how for do a man do, even though you probably don't really know, you just do it enough and you think that by doing it enough and nobody not complain and nobody not having him around. That means that is it, yeah. Right, right. and mm-hmm. it's so odd. And then what I find curious is, so back to the whole size and thing. So we live in our own country where cocky for big and old for tight. I ain't mean, a sense of <laughs> And nobody never think to question that. <laughs> You know, right, you know, yeah. So you're cocky for big, right? So and 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 as a badge of honor, you're a champion if you can take the 10-inch and 11-inch and 12-inch and all of somebody. Yeah, it's a post, though. Mm-hmm. But then if it's still tight, same way, and if it's still all of them something the same way, and, and, and then there's no connect of... So how, after you do all of that, you make sure that everything work like how it's supposed to work, or even <laughs> during the experience, you make sure that everything works all like how it's supposed to work. Because if you actually is that come from title ministry, because someone we can't help it really come from title ministry, right? If I have ministry they come from, it's that old process before you take the big one, right? And then now, yeah, but but you have this mindset that oh, your champion is supposed to can take it, and then you go in, and then we realize they can't take it. You say. Oh, yeah, run from it and you can't take nothing and whatever. Yeah, waste, yeah, time waste and all of those things. When there's there's this whole process of your body needs to be prepared <laughs> to receive this. So, you know, 
Well, Jamaica, Jamaica, so dancer. What are your thoughts, then? What's that? What am think about that? Uh, <clears throat> so, like all of this, um, for me, just boils down to, and this is a this is a personal belief. Like I feel like you, we can't effectively offer a service that we ourselves has have never used. Um, so like for example, I've I've learned within the last couple of years that I have zero interest in letting a straight top top me. Like if you never if you never take other day in your life before, there's no way you can give it to me the way I want it. Um. Because yeah. the experiences I've had with straight tops is the stab and go way out about it. It not makes sense, right? No foreplay, no getting the body ready, no look like arousal, nothing. So like, I feel like a lot of it has to do with how one we view, <clears throat> we view the person who is receiving. So like for decades, um, and it's still it's still a bit pervasive now where within the queer community we feel like bottoms are by default feminine feminine or the woman in the relationship like a lot of it also has to do with that sort of mentality of you know we view people who are taking it taking the dick as less than um and we need to get out of that so they're supposed to can't take whatever we are giving them they're not supposed to have no complaints comments or queries and feedback about the process um right. and so like those two things primarily i feel like we need to like be talking about more I mean, we're talking about sex. Sex is supposed to be fun, but there's a whole underlayer of sex where it is tied up in the patriarchy and all of them something that we have to deal with or we need to deconstruct and actually get. So, you know, this is a beautiful thing, right? Let's talk about it. Let's 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 explore all the different ways we can be doing this thing, right? right. So we can enjoy it at the end of the day. Which is why personally I prefer have sex with people who are like me in terms of presentation. Yup, those feminine niggas. <laughs> yeah, but what happened to the <laughs> whatever? But what happened to like the communication aspect? I hear all of this and I hear all of that. I would be like, oh yeah, I don't want to have sex with you know a certain time because they this and that. But do we talk to them to let them know what we're like, what we want? Like, how about that? Like, yes. oh, um, I mean, go ahead, Em. Um, like, yeah. there's also. So I mentioned, you know, we're not supposed to have any, you know, queries, comments, feedback and stuff about it. Like a lot of, a lot of these, um, like masculine, over masculine men are, they're like, they're so dogmatic about how they approach sex and they're so convinced that they're doing that there's no room for communication. There's no, there's no element of I'm interested to trying this your way. Right. Okay. I saw it, I saw me do it like. My DL, my this, my that. And it's unfortunate that, like, most of these men, you can almost always categorize them into, like, in, you can put them in a one box and all of them fit because it's just linked to how them view them own masculinity and our own presentation and all. It's, it. it's like, it even worth talking to them, like, I'm not see you again. Go away, I go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's even worth playing with them. Yeah. So what I, so says so very that to kind of add to what Emmy is saying that for me, because I years I tell people say so they must do monitoring and evaluation for them sex life. Years I say it, right? They must have out your farm and you go through and say, Oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? <laughs> All right. That part of me never like. Um, and I think I mean over time in my relationships, I've like kind of learned to kind of in in non-combative ways bring up these things so people understand 
um, that I kind of want this and I kind of want that. And um, this is why I would prefer this so that it moves along the way. Cause like I totally get that everybody's experiences are different. And so I am quote unquote empowered. And so I'm able to say, listen to me, listen to my phone. And this is, it, 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 it go off a bit this feet makes sense for me. Never go out of my way for try and make it make sense for you. So that that party has to be there. But M is absolutely right that, especially if it's a touch and go or somebody I get a trial. Sometimes you know, the, 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 the piece of the mindset and the wherewithal and the energy to walk somebody who, because them things so them are they, you know, them are big man and them know them thing. They're not in a space to receive that. This is yeah, yeah. better. Mm -hmm. And rather than you stress yourself and try to get this whole adult to put them ego to the door and men's egos is very much tied up into their sexual pros because that's how society has constructed them. And so that you are going through all of that in society, listen, this just not happen again because me not in it. But if, but for me, if it's somebody that I'm going to have sex with at least on more than one occasion, by the second, yeah. sometimes, you know, maybe you go for the first time. You know, sometimes you're not excited. Because, you know, say, I mean, and sometimes people are very excited for us six with me. Right, true. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, you know, oh, use the first time. I get like, oh, my aunt is okay, but it's her. Same thing. By the second, after the second time, if me, I still want pattern and develop. I got to say, hello. I saw this, I go. So I definitely believe in the communication. And I've done that. Um, but trust me, it's a lot of work because you're you're literally are undue messages that have been fed to people over years of their life and messages that they've never had to question. So equally, you really have up to the task because yep. you also have to um, be prepared to do it in ways that are, in my mind, humane. Because sometimes we tell people, say, they do this in the best way and we're not as kind about it and we're not as caring and considerate about it. And because I'm, I, I, both Emma and I, you know, we're people that we do both insertive and receptive sex. There's a pressure, there are different pressures in, in, in there, especially in, I think, male body to male body dynamics of, when you are receptive, yeah, you you think, well, okay, good, certain things are happen, everything, all right. But then, when you're the insertive partner, there's also this expectation that going in is supposed to know where you can do. Right. And you're kind of also kind of where your heart, I don't want to say where your heart is in your sleeve, but you're vulnerable in that position as well. And sometimes you know, take the time out, Faye. You know, make people understand. So it's not that it was terrible. Sometimes it's terrible. Um, but it's really that these are the ways that you can improve it without kind of trying to crush them completely. So right. It's finding that neat balance of saying, this is what I definitely need, versus, but in a way that is not like trying to say that you're a worthless person that is never capable of pleasing me or anybody else, which can be yeah. a delicate balance if you don't have emotional intelligence. And yeah, so, yeah, also. Yeah, you, you made the point as well that, you know, you have to, you, the per as a person who wants to 
you know, make it known that you're, you, you're desirous of certain things sexually. You have to know what those things are. You have to know your own body. You have to know who you are as a sexual being in order to have those com um types of communications. Because as Glenn Rogers says, it's a long haul process. Like, it is. <laughs> it's not like this today and tomorrow is automatically right, yeah? So yeah. a certain level of personal investment in that relationship may have to be present before we even figure out, can't think about whether or not we have the energy to do it. Definitely, definitely. I agree. I have a question. I know we're coming up on time, but I definitely wanted to hear, especially, I'm going to do a little love fest promo for J-Flag, because um, we have, you know, single tickets, couple tickets, and circle tickets. What are the sex toys to kind of, you know, bring back some levities to it that you think are best for somebody who is, yeah, them, they by themselves, and you can give me for different bodies, male bodies, female bodies, um, what are the sex toys for a single person? Best you think for the singles, best for the couples, and maybe the best in your opinion. So this is just based on your experience. Best for the throuples. Which ideas, guys? Um, throuples, of course. You know, let me tell you something, Glenn. My sex toys on the agenda. So any sex toy can go for anybody. It's just a preference. Mm -hmm. And the form of stimulation that one is looking for, like a throuple, like I can only tell you of what has been very effective and what a lot of throuples ask for, what a lot of male asks for, you know, whether um, a lot of things that female ask for. Differently, let me get to the females first. So when I come on to females, females go off for anything that goes viral. <laughs> so, them go off for anything that goes viral, that's one. And females love anything that can make them squirt. It's all about the squirting for them. They want to always squirt. That's mm -hmm. their thing. We need something to make me squirt. We need something to can make me squirt for my man. We need this, we need that. Something to make them squirt. So when it comes down to females, anything clitoral, whether it's a suction or just something that will vibrate heavy for them on the clitoris. So that's good for them. And then you may have a more advanced female that wants to stimulate her G-spot and clitoris at the same time. The good old rabbit, even though they have been very innovative on the rabbit, you know, rechargeable. You have rabbit now up to 20 different speed of vibrations and pulsations. So rabbit is a thing for the female. When it comes on to the male aspect of things, a lot of males are now getting into prostate massages. I can say, like I have prostate going out you know, all day, every day, right? They're all, all the time. So a lot of men are now getting in tune with their sexual health and wellness, which I really love. You know, know a lot of um, urologists for the men who are the female gynecologists, you know, they're now coming into play that I really do love, you know, me advocate for that because there are a lot of sexual health and wellness for men that don't get talked about a lot. They don't mm -hmm. get talked about. You know, a lot of people don't know that, oh, but men see urologists, why they need to see urologists, not knowing that, you know, they have to get check up on the prostate and stuff like that. You know, you have prostate month now, which I, I do love. So a lot of prostate massages for men are going out. Um, a lot of masturbators are now going out, very much so. You have strokers for men, which is another thing, and I do love. Masturbators are in the form of the anal, the mouth, or the pussy, which is amazing. Men have unfulfilled masturbators. Another thing that is really big for men or the penis pump that helps them with the erectile dysfunction, just to see the incompetency of everything. So that's another thing which is really good. The supplements you have, like the old shots and different kind of shots, you know, that can go in the penis, and the pump that helps with length and girth. 
that really works. So the penis pump is now a thing along with the masturbators and along with the strokers. The strokers are really just to help while you're jerking off. So your partner jerking you off or you want to jerk off, it has different textures, vibrating and non-vibrating. That gives you a more, well, you know, a former experience in jerking off. So it's not just, oh, yeah, lose lube or some oil or your lotion to jerk off. So the strokers are now a thing because you have the rigid, the bumpy and different textures. So that's now a thing. Everything anal. Anal goes right past the boat, both male and female. Anal are always. People are now getting involved in anal. I'm now selling out more anal classes than any other classes I've ever had because persons want to experience new things. They want to experience something different. And of course, anal sex is really amazing. You know, I always tell people about <laughs> that spot in the anal that needs to get stimulated. You know, and what a lot of females getting into anal too is because anal make them squirt. Anal is, is really a thing now to, to make the female squirt. So that's happening. So anal are always sell. Glass anal is becoming a thing. The inflatable anal is becoming a thing. The um, loops for anal is becoming a thing. You know, whether it's flavored loops, oil loops, water based, or silicone loops, it is now becoming a thing for anal. So loops are go. And then you have the flavored condoms that are really becoming a thing right across the board, anal or vaginally, which is really amazing because you have different flavors when it comes on to um, oral sex and anal and condoms and all of that. And then you have the dental dams, which I know me can leave all the safety and all of that. So, you know, whether I'm going to suck a dick or suck a pussy or not eat at all, dental dam is what I do recommend. And the flavored lubes as well. So I give you all the things that are very effective, right? Comfortable for everybody that keeps going all day, every day. When it comes down to the throuple now, again, anal, and then you have the double dogs. The double dogs are becoming a thing because two persons at the same time can be using the double dog. The double it, Double downs keep going right through, and of course, double downs are working great for anal as well, which I do love. So, whether you're bottom or top, the double downs that both persons just use the double downs and do do the do. So, double down is not a thing, which I do love. They now have the double downs um, technology, you can put it on the phone. You know, everybody now, if you have set good on a tripod or what is what. The strapless is becoming a thing as well. So the strapless is one itch inside your ass or vaginally, and then the other end has the dildo on it. So you can use it. So that is becoming a thing, which is super amazing. I love that, love that, love that. So yeah. Nice. Hey. As you said, the next expo, I don't know, oh, just tell me, right? I will come out sometime if I even want one day, right? More I got it here, when I'm unveiling new product then, right? So that we can come and then we can talk to some people and say, how do I sign up to be a part of research and development? <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I just want to say yes, no, more I give feedback, right? More I understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But um, any have any final words? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> like when you talk about the, the um the squirting by anal stimulation, like when they go make the comments, say once once they hit the mark, they like there's no going back. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you've experienced it, M. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yes! Oh yes! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So as usual, thank you, thank you so much, Shade, for coming out and you know 
I mean, it's always a ball when you come on fish tea's corner and drink the tea, you know, drink the soup with us and, you know, we could feel refreshed, but also open our eyes. I feel like it's so interesting that every single time, because you're probably one of our, like, most recurring guests on the podcast. And every time they come on, there's always something new. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's always a point to that episode of a more drop. I'm not saying that. <laughs> and that's why I always love bringing you back um, because you know there's always something to learn but also there's always something deeper underneath the surface and right. honestly I just love that about you your attitude to your work and your business that you really are bringing a very holistic approach to something that people for years have shied away on shied away from and I'm really glad that we're finally getting the level of attention um, yeah. to it so that we can be having these holistic conversations and I laugh and I talk to them at the same time. It's that education and that sex stuff there at the same time are the perfect mixture and you're the perfect representation of that in my mind. So thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Always there, always. So our sophisticates, thank you, thank you. We know it's been a minute, right? A long time on the three, but we're not going to do a little bit more um, in the weeks to come. So as we always say, um, you can follow us on at Fish Tea Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And that's where you can give us our feedback. Um, let us know what you think about the podcast. Give us ideas for different episodes. Or if you want to just email us, it's at fishteapodcast at gmail.com. You know, like the episodes, share them, give us your feedback, rate us on the different podcast platforms that you're listening on. Um, and as I always say, stay sophisticated. Bye. Bye, guys.